0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Tables, Adders and Chairs, here on the Hitting the Marks podcasting network. As always, I'm your host, Adders, coming to you live from the mean streets of Blackpool, England. Well, actually that's a lie, I'm uh, coming to you from my back garden. Uh, it's a very nice day here today, it's about 20 degrees, that's about 80 in a your money, so I thought you know, while we have a nice day in England, we get one of them roughly a month, I'd uh, take advantage of it and do the podcast from outside. So yeah, if you hear any wind, any background uh, noise, it's basically because I'm chilling in my garden. Um, Before we start, I wanted to address an incident that uh, happened uh, over the weekend. As many of you know, um, Silver King tragically passed away. Uh, at an event at the uh, Camden Roundhouse in London. Um, As always, when any wrestler dies uh, in the ring, it's both uh, tragic and shocking. Uh, I had a friend that was at the event, Uh, he was streaming it on his Facebook, and uh, I've seen footage of the incident. It looked like uh, Silver King uh, suffered either a, a stroke, a heart attack, possibly both. He was um, struggling to get back up. Hoovy, uh, Hoovinteed Guerrero, he was uh, having a match with, um, gave him the lightest of kicks, and he just went down, and uh, he, he he never got back up. Um, it took a while for medical uh, assistance to get to him. I'm sure that this has been a uh, heavily heavily reported in um, many media outlets. Um, it's very difficult to to place blame when a a tragic accident like this happens and a lot of fingers are being pointed towards the referee for not throwing up the X, for acting quicker Uh, for medical assistance not getting to the guy quicker Um, it's a very difficult one Uh, all we can say is that um, thoughts and prayers are with Silver King's family, his friends, and all his fans throughout the world. Um, it's very, very tragic when uh, a wrestler dies doing something that he loves, and I think it just highlights that um, everybody you see in the ring, be it at a local indie show, or a WWE show, and everything in between, these guys are, are putting their bodies—excuse <coughs> me—putting their bodies on the line for our uh, entertainment and. Whether you're a fan of people or not, they all deserve our, uh, our utmost respect. So, uh, rest in peace to Silver King. And, um, yeah, this show is uh, dedicated to his memory. Um, coming up on today's show, uh, going to be answering questions from the mailbag. You might remember I uh, put out a request a couple of weeks ago for uh, questions and topics to talk about, Uh, finally going to get round to answering them, Uh, but before we do I thought I'd tell you a little bit about my weekend, Uh, I went to two shows this weekend, on the Friday I was down in uh, That There London for uh, Rev Pro's Epic Encounters, Um, it was basically a two match card. Uh, obviously, there was like more than that. There was seven matches, but the, the main two, the co-main events, which uh, featured Suzuki Goon, the uh, undisputed British Tag Team Champions, uh, taking on Aussie Open for the uh, Tag Team Championships, and uh, the main event, which saw a ladder match between the newest member of the Bullet Club, El Phantasmo, taking on... Uh, the independent David Starr for the uh, British Cruiserweight Championship. Now, all the matches before this, they were great. They were, they, you know, it was a fun night. It was a fun card. But obviously, these two matches, they were the main event. It was like if you go to a boxing match, you've got your main event and everything's on the undercard. And this was kind of the deal with that uh, at this show. Uh, the tag team match, uh, Minoru Suzuki was on great form. Uh, chasing the referee Chris Roberts around with a steel chair. There was one point where a fan was trying to get an Aussie Open chant going while uh, Suzuki had Kyle Fletcher in a headlock and he just slowly looked at the fan and the fan just immediately shut up. Um, Suzuki really is a force of nature. And I think it's great that like at this age, he, he literally doesn't have to take any bumps. He could be just there on the outside, looking menacing, um, doing spots with the referee, chasing him with chairs, uh, taking a few chops, taking, giving out a few chops as well. Uh, Suzuki, he's—I'll be honest—he was like one of the main reasons that I went. At his age, you don't know how many times he's going to be in the UK again. So, anytime Minoru Suzuki's on the card, uh, take my money basically. uh, It was a great tag team match. Uh, Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. losing the British tag team titles to Aussie Open. Um, Aussie Open, they're really starting to collect them belts now. They're the WXW tag team champions over in Germany. They're the current progress tag team champions. They're the attack tag team champions down in the air. Southwest of England, and now they're the Revolution Pro undisputed tag team champion. So, uh, Aussie Open really can stake a claim for being the best tag team in Europe at the minute. Uh, the main event certainly delivered, it was a case of David Starr going to war with El Fantasmo for the British Cruiserweight Championship in a ladder match, and uh, yeah this match was something else um, you had people getting thrown through ladders, you had people going through tables from the ring apron to the outside David Starr bled like a stuck pig uh, absolutely crazy match and uh, a match which I got told at the merch table by the man himself was El Phantasmo's last full time British booking uh, apparently he's full-time New Japan now, so... Um, spoiler alert, El Phantasmo won. So he'll still be coming back to Rev Pro now and again to defend that title. But from here on in, it looks like El Phantasmo is full-time New Japan. Um, I did a vlog of the whole event. It's on my YouTube channel. Search tables, others and chairs. It'll be up there now if you want to see it. Uh, On the Sunday, uh, a bit of a change of pace, I went with my 12-year-old nephew to Breed Pro Wrestling in Sheffield, a nice local show for me, only 20 minutes away, and uh, yeah, it was hosted in the Abbeydale Picture House, like a very old-school cinema with a balcony, great decor, really is a great building to watch wrestling in, and yeah, my nephew absolutely loved it it was like it's great just to see a kid watch wrestling and be totally hooked by it, no, oh well I would have booked that differently or oh, he didn't sell that move very well just a kid absolutely enthralled with the action and you know, that's how we all fell in love with professional wrestling Um, it was a good card, there was like a uh, kind of Juniors tournament that they were having With up and coming wrestlers There was two semi-finals and a final Um, Winner being Joe Nelson Who I believe is only 16, 17 years old He's a high flyer He's got a very, very good future on him And uh, Yeah, um, Aussie Open They were in the main event Along with uh, WXW's lucky kid uh, Known as Schaudenfreude In Fight Club Pro uh, strangely enough, they were the good guys here, even though and Freud are a heel stable there. And uh, they were taking on Breed Pro Wrestling's champion, uh, TK Cooper, uh, Spike Trevet, and Chuck Mambo, who are known as Escaping the Midcard. Uh, you might have seen on my YouTube channel a uh, clip of TK Cooper slapping me in a live podcast that we did before their big show at Walkabout, just uh, on WrestleMania Day. Well, TK finally got his receipt. Uh, The match started in a crazy brawl all the way around the arena and a lucky kid held TK Cooper for me to deliver a vicious chop to the chest. Uh, Walter ain't got shit on me. Uh, The only problem is I also chopped Mambo and gave... Spike, Treve and Ipoke. I uh, got a little bit carried away, swept in the momentum of things, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch my back for them to you guys now, which is great. Uh, really, really fun, uh, really cheap as well. Uh, if you want to go watch Rev Pro at York Hall, you're looking at 50 60 quid for front row tickets. Whereas Breed Pro Wrestling, with them being a relatively new company, their tickets are really cheap, they're like 12. 15 quid, depending on where you're sitting, so yeah, um, Breed Pro Wrestling, they're an up-and-coming company, and, uh, they're building towards their big show in a cave, that's right, Star Cave, uh, everybody seems to be buzzing about that over here in Britain, uh, a lot of wrestlers on Twitter frantically politicking to try and get themselves booked on this show, so, uh, yeah, fair play to Breed Pro Wrestling for, a uh, Capturing the imagination, not only of fans, but wrestlers alike. They've already got David Starr booked on the show. I think they've got Speedball Mike Bailey from Canada booked on the show. And uh, Schaudenfreude in the form of Aussie Open and Chris Brooks. So that show is like not until September. And it's already uh, creating a lot of buzz, a lot of traction. uh, And I can't wait for it going to take a short break now and when we come back i will be answering your mailbag questions be right back what up fam this is lp live at your call you are listening to tables others and chairs too sweet hello this is the future prime minister of great britain Zack sabre jr and you are listening to tables others and chairs hey guys and welcome back to the show We're going to dive into the mailbag right now. Um, Got some questions from the listeners, which is always great. Uh, First question, uh, three people have asked a very similar question. So I'm going to read out all three questions and answer it as one. As you'll see, they're all very similar. Um, Graham Lund asks, emerging hidden gems at local promotions that people may be missing out on? Uh, Daz Carding wants to watch for the remainder of 2019. And at Mile High Villain asks, we need to know about the top five men and women that haven't yet hit the U.S. radar. I need to know about those hidden gems. So as you can see, all three questions pretty similar. I thought I'd cover it all in one. Um, it's a good question, uh, and it's a difficult one to answer because uh, despite England being quite small, well, the UK, I should say, um, there's still very much territories. um, People that I may see where I live, in the north of England, a lot of people in this country might not know about, and vice versa. Uh, I go to places like Breed, uh, Southside up north, um, Tidal, And they've got, you know, similar names in in the northern wrestling scene. Whereas people down south, they might not have heard of them and I might not have heard of the guys that are appearing on shows like uh, Anarchy Pro, Battle Pro, things like that. So, despite it being a very, very small country, it's very much a thriving scene with its own territory system. So, I can only comment on the guys and girls that I've seen uh, if you'd ask me to narrow it down to five men and five women that we should be keeping our eye on in the future, in the British wrestling scene. Um, I'll start with the guys. Uh, Joe Nelson, definitely one to keep your eye on. Uh, for somebody so young, I think, he's, I think he's either 17 or 18 now, uh, but he's still been wrestling since he was like 14. Very, very young kid. But the guy's got unlimited potential, Um, very much a high flyer, uh, very fast, uh, he's very good at selling, for somebody so young, Um, I genuinely think that, you know, when he reaches his 20s, when his body fills out a bit, uh, he could be one to watch in the future, he's already very, very good now, and I really do think the sky's the limit for him, Uh, another one, in the uh northwest of england to keep your eye on uh matthew brooks um now this guy's got a very very interesting gimmick uh Mania, the king of song style uh the best way i can describe him he's got one of them big robes that macho man randy savage used to have he's got the tassels on the arms and the legs like the uh ultimate warrior used to have Uh, he's a cruiserweight but he's very very chiseled Uh, he's kind of got that sideshow bob haircut going on and his gimmick is um, he's an opera singer and he'll come down to the ring uh, singing show tunes with his own lyrics about his uh, opponent that he's going to be facing Uh, it's a very fun gimmick a very imaginative gimmick uh, it works well in a family environment, um, which is mainly the places that have seen him. Uh, as far as gimmicks go, it's very, very unique. Uh, you see Matthew Brooks, you're always going to remember him. Ah, oh, he was the guy with the opera. Yeah, it was a pretty cool gimmick. Um, he's not just a gimmick, he's a decent wrestler as well. I think he's only been doing it about three or four years. Uh, he originally started off at PCW, Uh, that's Preston Championship Wrestling and he's been showing up at a lot more places this year so hopefully Matthew Brooks is a guy that will manage to branch out this year and beyond and uh, get to be on a bigger stage because his gimmick and his his work ethic certainly deserves it Um, let's try and think another guy that I think is going to be huge he's already pretty big at the minute he's probably the biggest of the five guys that I'm going to name is um, Spike Treve. Uh Spike Treve's has already worked regularly for people like Progress Wrestling so he's already pretty prominent but I think that this guy's got a lot of potential to be absolutely huge in the next few years uh, for those of you that might not have seen him his gimmick is basically a, a rich entitled snob type character He's basically the MJF of the UK. Uh, Comes out to the ring drinking champagne. Uh, Used to spit it all over fans, but people complained. So, cut a promo about fans being all soft and, you know, social justice warriors these days. Uh, That's one of his main strong points. Again, I think he's only been doing it three and a half, four years. His promos are probably... One of, if not the best, in the UK. And he's not too shoddy in the ring either. As far as characters go, uh, Spike Trevay is probably the most loathed heel in the UK at the minute. And yeah, I just think that the guy's got a really, really bright future ahead of him. Um, While not necessarily British, this guy's definitely one to watch and keep your eye on. Uh, Sugar Dunkerton. Uh, American used to be in Chikara and his uh, career is enjoying somewhat of a renaissance over here Uh, he came over here he's won the hearts and minds of the fans uh, a massive fan favourite over here Um, current title championship wrestling fan Uh, he's had a dark match at Progress he's wrestled at ICW up in Scotland Uh, he's appeared at Riptide Wrestling down at Brighton The guy's really starting to break out all over the place. Uh, You cannot just smile when you see Sugar Dungerton. He's a great character. uh, Bags of energy, bags of charisma. A really good wrestler. And um, yeah, Sugar Dungerton could end up having a really, really good 2019. Uh, One more guy, if I had to pick. I'm going to go with Gene Money. Um, a lot of Americans probably never heard of this guy. He's very much a comedy wrestler, but, you know, don't let that put you off him. Uh, and another guy that's amazing when it comes to promos. Uh, his his introduction to himself, uh, 220 pounds of sexual gammon, and a damn dirty dog. Uh, he's just, whether he's a heel or a face... Gene Money is exactly that. He's money. He's fantastic. Uh, You can't keep your eyes off him. His comedy timing, absolutely amazing. Uh, For me, one of my favourite guys to watch at the minute. Uh, I've seen him have matches with uh, Jimmy Havoc, and and they'd be quite, you know, have the moments of comedy, but be quite serious. And I've seen him just have daft brawls all over the place with uh, people like Session Moth Martina. Um, I think the guy's great, and I wish nothing but absolute big things for him in uh, 2019 and beyond. Uh, as far as the women go, um, let me have a think. Uh, Rio, uh, Rio, up in PCW Preston City Wrestling. Uh, yeah, she started to branch out a little bit more. She was a title championship wrestler, uh, championship wrestling's women champion for a a short period of time um depending where she is she can work either heel or face um yeah i think rio is a a very underlooked underutilized female wrestler over here in the uk uh millie mckenzie i know that she's appeared in wwe nxt uk uh, but she isn't signed uh only 18 uh, absolutely unlimited bags of potential. Um, uh, she's got a great German Cplex, uh, nicknamed Cplex Millie. Uh, she's already appearing for companies like Defiant. She's a former Defiant women's champion. Uh, she was in the Progress Women's Championship Fatal Four Way match at Alexandra Palace a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I, I think. Millie McKenzie, for somebody so young, already achieved great things, and I think her best days are, are definitely much ahead of her. Um, Kanji. Uh, Kanji, I think I first saw her at a Southside show in Sheffield towards the end of last year. Uh, she stepped in to replace somebody who was injured at the last minute, and since then, uh, her trajectory has been nothing but up uh, Former defiant champion, uh, she wrestles predominantly there and in Southside as well. Uh, I think she's made an appearance at Tidal Championship Wrestling. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ninety nine percent. So, yeah, try that again. Ninety nine point nine percent sure she has. Um, another one that's fairly young, I'd say in her early twenties, and. Uh, Bags of energy, bags of charisma. Decent wrestler as well. And uh, if she carries on the way she's going, I can see great things for her. Um, Little Miss Roxy, uh, based in Newcastle, wrestles again for Defiance. Uh, Another former title championship wrestling. Uh, Very athletic. Um, I think she's got a lot of upside. Uh, Bags of charisma, great personality uh really stiff kicks as well very flexible with the older uh, bridge uh yeah i think little miss roxy's one to keep an eye on uh one more woman uh chikara uh chikara's fe- featured heavily in progress wrestling uh she's also appeared in tidal championship wrestling uh, a lot of promotions down south she's mainly southern based but she's starting to uh, break out a little bit more and get more bookings in the north another one that's ridiculously young i think she recently had a 18th or 19th birthday so yeah i picked a lot of uh, a lot of youngsters in the uh, female department uh, the future's very very bright as far as female wrestling goes in the uk So, Graham, Daz, Mile High Villain, uh, thank you for your question, and I hope that gives you a fairly decent answer. Next question is from Tom Smith The UK is famous for great buildings. What is your favourite to watch wrestling in? Uh, That's a very good question. I've been to a lot of buildings, uh, a lot of different arenas and settings. To watch uh, the wrestling. Ones that spring to mind immediately. uh, This is going to be slightly biased. Because I am from Blackpool. Is uh, the Blackpool Empress Ballroom. Where the first NXT UK Championship happened. And uh, the first NXT UK TakeOver happened. Uh, I think it's a beautiful building. Uh, If you're going to compare it to. An American equivalent. I'd say probably the Hammerstein Ballroom, very, very similar. Uh, I just, I'm really into old architecture, which is why uh, I'm quite a fan of the Abbeydale Picture House in Sheffield as well. It's like your old-school cinema, uh, with, like, Victorian decor, uh, balconies, nice, like, round dome shape to it. Uh, trying to think of other places I've been to so many places to watch wrestling in Britain it's ridiculous Um, oh Tidal used to run in an old church that got uh, turned into a nightclub Uh, basically everything apart from uh, the benches, the pews is still in the church so there's like uh, the staging area there's like a font and a lectern Uh, all the stained glass windows were still in there So, yeah, having a a wrestling ring in a church was pretty unique, pretty cool. Uh, If you're all about more traditional buildings, you've got the Electric Ballroom in Camden where Progress run. Uh, A lot of people are big fans of York Hall where RevPro run. Uh, I'm not so keen on that one myself. If I had to pick one building, I'd probably say you know what, I probably would go with church in Tidal. The only downside to that building was when there were shows in the winter, it'd be absolutely freezing. Because obviously, it's a church, there's no heating. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd say church in Leeds, Tidal. Uh, probably the most unique venue that I've been to thus far. Uh, good question. Uh, moving on wrecking ball australia from the twitter bloody hell got a listener from australia uh, favorite aussie wrestler of the current influx over in Blighty? good question uh, there are plenty of australian lads and lasses over in the uk uh tony storm probably the most famous at the minute but uh i don't know it's a difficult question to answer Uh, Aussie Open, obviously dominating the European tag team team at the minute. Uh, WXW, RevPro, Progress and Attack tag team champions. A big fan of Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Uh, I think they're a good tag team, but I think they could be even better as singles guys. Uh, Mark Davis, current uh, Fight Club Pro champion. Uh, I think Kyle Fletcher will eventually capture singles gold over here in the UK. I think it's just a matter of time. Dude's fairly young. I think he's only just turned 20. So, yeah, plenty of time for for both of them guys to rack up the wins and championships over here in the UK. Uh, There are a few people that are quite unsung that don't get the love that they should do. I think Sean Custom is a... Very underutilised and uh, underappreciated Australian wrestler. Uh, He's been doing good things in Southside. Uh, Former tag team champion with uh, Zaya Brookside, who uh, I believe is his real-life partner. Um, Charlie Evans as well. She should be at more places. I think she's great. Uh, Charlie Evans, I've seen her wrestle at Attack... I've uh, seen her wrestle at Fight Club Pro. seen her wrestle at the former Lucha Forever, now Tuesday Night Graps. She's insanely popular with the fans. And uh, I think it's a crying shame that she's not booked more, because she's great. Um, but to answer your question, if I had to pick favourites, I'd say Aussie Open, uh, purely as they're the guys that I get to see most. They're the guys that are booked on the most shows. And uh, yeah, I'm just really impressed with their work, both as heels and faces. Uh, when they came over initially, they were faces. Over in Fight Club Pro, they've got a chance to try being the heels in a Schadenfreude. And uh, they both carry it off. Uh, I think Mark Davis does it with pure intensity, and uh, Kyle Fletcher with a more. Uh, brooding, moody manner. But yeah, um, Aussie Open, for me at the minute, are the the best Australian imports. But there's uh, lots of great Australian talent over in the UK. And uh, Wrecking Ball, if you want to send us any more, be my guest. Uh, At Talk asks, best match you've seen live this year? Oof, that's a difficult one. Um, I do actually have a list uh, of top ten matches that I'm compiling for the year. Because I am a little bit of a nerd. Um, If I was going to dive into that, I could probably tell you. But as it's on my phone, I am not stopping recording. So, off the top of my head, uh, the NXT Tag Team Championship match at... NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool between Moustache Mountain and Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, That was certainly up there. That was a great tag team match. Uh, If you're not a fan of NXT UK or you've not watched it and you've got the network, check that match out because it was absolutely fantastic. Um, Another tag team match that I was very high on was uh, the semi finals of the Dream Tag Team Invitational Tournament, Fight Club Pro. Uh, that was between Lucha Brothers and LAX. Uh, two absolutely amazing tag teams. Uh, that was a fantastic match. Uh, urge you to seek that one out as well. Uh, trying to think, trying to think. Uh, Kyle Fletcher. Uh, he took on Will Osprey at Fight Club Pro. That was an absolutely great match. Another great Will Osprey match. Again from Fight Club Pro. Uh, him versus Ray Fenix. Uh, if you're into your dot 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 dive matches, that's one that you'll absolutely adore. Um, yeah, uh, at Grapp's Talk, uh, like I say, I don't have the list on me to hand. But they're just a couple of the best matches that I've seen this year, and it's only May, so hopefully we'll get a few more in. John Lowton asks How you got into British wrestling? Uh, your first experiences going to shows? Tips for people who want to do it but are a bit unsure. Uh, That's a good question, John. Um, Okay, I will level with you. I'll be 100% serious for a minute. Uh, I got into wrestling, indie wrestling, that is, uh, going to shows through depression. Um, I'd moved to a new town, Uh, away from my friends and family uh, to move in with my wife. And, you know, everything got a little bit on top of me. Uh, It was difficult readjusting and it was difficult being in a new environment, uh, in a place that I didn't know very well. And I became very reclusive, very withdrawn. And uh, my wife could recognize this and she told me to go see a doctor so i did uh i got put on antidepressants and he gave me the advice that i needed to get out of the house even if it was just go down the pub watch the football go out go to the cinema go see a show whatever so uh i took his advice I started going out more. Uh, I was in town, and I saw a poster for Five Star Wrestling. Now, any UK listeners that uh, are listening and hear the word Five Star Wrestling will probably be cringing and shaking their heads because they've got a bit of a bad rep over here. Uh, Kind of a money mark company that uh, buy... Uh, are- well, not buy, rent arenas at stupid prices, uh, charge ridiculous prices, put on shows and end up with like six, 700 people in arenas that only, you know, hold 10,000. So yeah, they're, they're not a very reputable company. But it wasn't the company that attracted me. It was the two names on the posters that, uh, AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, At the time, I was a big WWE fan, and I knew that this was going to be the last chance I got to see AJ Styles before his debut at the Royal Rumble. Uh, This was at the back end of 2015, uh, late December. So I bought myself a ticket, and I purely went to watch AJ Styles Versus Rey Mysterio, I thought great. You know, AJ's going; he's going to be back in the WWE. Uh, Rey Mysterio, absolute legend of the the sport of professional wrestling. So yeah, uh, I went. Uh, AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio was a good match. I enjoyed it immensely, but it was by nowhere near the best match on the card. Uh, people on this card included Zack Sabre Jr. versus Big Damo, who's now known as Killian Dane. Uh, That was a decent match, but the match that really caught my imagination was Jimmy Havoc versus Marty Scurll versus Will Ospreay in a triple threat match. Um, This is still one of my favourite matches that I've ever seen. Uh, I went into this match... With no prior knowledge of any of these guys, I'd never heard of them. I'd never seen them before. I have to remember I lived a very sheltered life. I did not know anything about indie wrestling at this point. And uh, these three guys absolutely blew my mind. Uh, some of the stuff that Will Ospreay was doing made no sense to me. It made no scientific sense that a guy could fly in the air like this. Uh, Marty Skell was up to his usual dastardly tricks, uh, super kicks and chicken wings all over the place. Uh, with it being a triple threat match, Jimmy Havoc uh, took advantage of the no rules, uh, using steel chairs and tables, and you know, it 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 just blew my mind. It really did. The first thing I did when I got home was I went on YouTube and uh, I put all three guys' name. In the search, press search. And uh, a video came up which was Top 10 Progress Matches 2015. And uh, there were clips of Jimmy Havoc, clips of Will Ospreay, clips of Marty Skill, and there was also clips of other guys that i never heard of. People like Mark Haskins, uh, people like Flash Morgan Webster, El uh, Leguero, Rampage Brown... I was blown away. I I had no idea that there was wrestling of this standard in my own backyard. I thought that I had to go to America to watch professional wrestling. I didn't realise there was, like, decent standard wrestling in the UK. So I did a little bit of research, uh, found that Progress were based in Camden, and that was putting me off a little. I was just like, hmm. Don't want to go to London on my own. That's a bit of a trip. And uh, I saw that in February they were having a show in Manchester. Uh, Manchester's not that far from where I live. It's an hour on the train. So signed up to Progress's mailing list. Managed to get a ticket. Went. And I've been hooked ever since. Um, Progress was my gateway into professional wrestling. Into indie wrestling. Attending live shows. But since then I've branched out and I've I've gone to loads of different shows. I mean, I I say it often on here, we really are spoilt for choice in the UK when it comes to promotions, when it comes to shows. At a weekend, you can have 25, 30 shows running all over the the UK. Um, Places like Progress, places like Southside, uh, Riptide, Tidal, Tidal. PCW, ICW up in Scotland, Attack down in the Southwest Wales. There's just so many shows that you can pick from. Um, tips for people who want to do it but are a bit unsure, go for it. I was, like, depressed. I was a hermit. I never went out the house. Thanks to pro wrestling, I'm not as depressed as I used to be. I've made loads of friends going to shows uh you can talk to people about wrestling you just go up to a stranger what did you think of that match this guy's sick oh i see you're wearing a so-and-so t-shirt he's great it's easy to strike up a a conversation with strangers at wrestling because you share you know that common passion just just do it man just like anyone that's thinking of going to a show probably start with somewhere local and just branch out from there um British wrestling is great. I don't know what it's like in America as far as as traveling to shows because obviously your country is huge compared to the UK. But if you've ever thought about going to your local indie, go for it. Take the plunge. You won't regret it. If you like WWE, you'll love going to an indie wrestling show because it's ten times better. You'll realize how crap the current product is. And you'll get to see people that have a passion and the creative freedom to express themselves how they want to. You'll love it. Just good question, John. Definitely go for it. Uh, Last question for now from Shoudon Kieran. Could you make a video of your favourite five matches you've seen in person? There's more on demand I need to see. Um, No, I can't because that would be piracy and uh, piracy is bad and I do not want to go to prison Uh, what I can do do is uh, give you five matches off the top of my head for you to watch on demand Um, one of my favourite matches ever is Marty Scurll versus Chris Hero from Progress I want to say chapter 31 it was one of the Manchester shows Um, with Chris Hero being an import you kind of knew that he wasn't going to win but there were times in that match where you actually thought he might do it Um, absolutely fantastic match Uh, can't speak highly enough of it Uh, so yeah definitely check that match out that was awesome Um, oh this is a difficult one off the top of my head uh another four. Hmm. Hate to be boring, but another Chris Hero match. Uh Chris Hero versus Joseph Connors versus Pete Dunn. Uh that was from Tidal Championship Wrestling. Uh I want to say that the year was round about 2017. Uh I for the life of me tell you what the show name was, do apologise for that, but yep, yeah, that is 100% worth checking out uh, Chris Hero is just absolutely awesome um, I know that he gets a lot of stick now as Cassius Ohno, but for me, as far as indie wrestling goes there, there aren't many better uh, to have ever done it than, than Chris Hero uh, let me have a think Put me on the spot here, shouting Karen. Um, tag team matches. Tag team matches are cool. Uh, probably. Hmm. LAX versus the Lucha Brothers from this year's Dream Tag Team Invitational. Uh, already told you what a great match it was. Uh, very recent. It'll be on Fight Club Pros On Demand. You'll have to do too much searching. Uh, it's from the final day. That's definitely worth a watch. Uh, Walter versus Timothy Thatcher. Another one from Progress. Uh, I think it's one of the most violent matches I've ever seen. Without it being a hardcore match or a stipulation. Just two big guys that literally beat each other up for 20 minutes um keith lee versus uh tomohiro ishi from rev pro from i think it was from last year uh that was an absolute incredible match uh is a big guy but next to keith lee he looks tiny um that match was just a big hoss fight. It was great. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii lifting Keith up for a vertical suplex. Holding him there for five seconds. I've never seen a crowd react to a suplex like that in my life. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that match out. That was fantastic. Um, one more, one more. Ooh difficult man, difficult, I'm trying a bit different promotions I'm trying not just to go with Progress and Fight Quad Pro, even though they are the two main promotions that I do go to uh, hmm Southside Wrestling Tommy End versus Sammy Callaghan uh, this was an incredible match uh, one of their Sheffield shows uh, again, can't tell you the name of it think the year you're looking at roughly 2017 uh for those of you that don't know tommy end now wrestles in the wwe as alistair black uh this match was fantastic they brawled all the way around the uh arena really hard hitting stuff um yeah tommy end versus sammy callahan two dudes that i'm a massive fan of uh just putting it all out on the line and, and beating the tar out of each other Um, That's all we've got from the mailbag this week. If I keep getting emails and tweets, uh, we might make this a regular segment. Uh, If you want to email me, it is tangerine underscore misfit at hotmail.com. And if you just want to tweet me your questions, tweet them to at chairs. We're going to finish off the show in a minute. Um, We'll be right back. Yo, this is the independent David Starr, and you're listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs. Yo, this is Haskins, and you're listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs. What's up, guys? This is the aerial assassin Will Ospreay, and you are listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs. I'm Sammy Callahan, and you are listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs on the HTM Network. That's about it for this week on Tables, Athers, and Chairs. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Again, uh, there are lots of great shows on the Hit in the Marks podcast network. Uh, tune into all of them at iTunes, Stitcher, or www.hitthemarks.com. Uh, you have Turnbuckle Talk. You've got the PW Hustle, the Wrestle Podcast with Robin Nelson, and HGM Wrestling and HGM Sports with Jago and RBV. I will be back with you next week. And until then, everybody take care, have a great weekend, and I'll see you soon. Cause I, I'm a human fly, and I don't know why I got 96 tears and 96 eyes I got a garbage go brain that's driving me insane And I don't like the ride, so push that mess to the side And baby, I won't kill cause baby, I don't scare Cause I'm a reborn maggot using Jim Warfare Rock right. fair And I don't know why I don't know why But I say Why tonight and I say Why I keep right and I say But I don't know why